Hello and welcome to the Rebel FM Game Club for the first part of the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's why we're here. We're here for thing, the thing, the thing, which is the part two to. Uh, really, it's like the sequel to John Carpenter's John Carpenter's the thing. the thing, which is a remake of the 1950s science fiction classic. The a reimagining, world. really, because. Because the thing from another world is like a Frankenstein monster. It's it's a plant though. Yeah, and he's but it's just like a guy. It's not like a thing that turns into every fucked up thing you no, can imagine. Yeah, but there was definitely the the whole you know you don't know who who might be the enemy. Right, but it didn't turn into a thing that's like human dog face meat monster. <laughs> so. No, that was definitely a golden era of the eighties with the human dog face meat monsters. Uh, so I'm Anthony Geiger. Yes. With me is Tyler Barber. Hey, how's it going? Arthur Geese. Greetings. And Matt Chandrenay from Area5.tv. That is I. No Ryan O'Donnell this week. Mwah, mwah. Ryan sends his apologies. He didn't pass the blood test. <laughs> <laughs> is he going to be here next week? Yeah. Uh, it's it's unsure yet. We just had a really hectic weekend. Am I going to have to pick stuff. another Valve game to get Ryan to come back? No. He really <laughs> wanted to come. We just didn't have time to play. I'm gonna have to pick um, a golf game. So I'm gonna real quick. <laughs> one forward. episode special on Portal, folks. <laughs> you guys uh, should definitely keep commenting about this one because comments are good. And while the last game wasn't particularly like, good, great for comment, comment discussion, worthy. but uh, this one, yeah. you guys are doing so well. And I'm gonna read a comment real quick right off the bat, which is not related to the game, but I keep blowing this guy off an accident. Um, and he's the guy that made Facebook.com/slash/RebelFM. So he just wanted us to pimp that. Yeah. Fuck he's, that guy. He's the guy that runs our <laughs> Facebook group, and so yeah, we've been meaning to, to mention him, but it's I, like, I keep meaning we to. We forget I know. every time. We're I so hate lame. Facebook, and I don't want to be associated with it. Well, uh, <laughs> too bad you have an account there. So if you didn't want to be associated with you, delete that. shit. I also hate myself and don't want to be associated with. It. <laughs> <There> <laughs> I don't go. want to be associated with me. True. <laughs> I mean, would you? Uh, uh, with me, yes. With no, you, with maybe me. not. <laughs> See, I'm glad we're on the I same page. I appreciate the Facebook page. That's it's awesome. okay. The only I person that, that loves me is my cat. Um, <laughs> that was, that's really cool, though, that you got somebody that just maintains that for you. That's yeah. awesome. There's a Rebel FM Steam group, too, which I got an invitation to. That so was you, nice whoa. of them to invite so you should have, uh, podcast group. For this week's podcast, you should have played all the way through level three, which ends when you leave the Norwegian medical base and follow the guy that's like in a jacket running off into the distance unfortunately you have to go about another five minutes before you find a save point right because i don't think it auto saves at the end of levels i don't think there is an auto save feature no, at all no. in this game it's it's very old school it's resident evil you must go to the typewriter kind of save point um several people commented and just said that they're glad they watched the movie first which as we start i'm sure there are you know there are little nods to it all over the place have you seen the movie tyler uh, I know me and Arthur have. I've seen. I, I know I've seen parts of the modern one, but I think I've seen the, just the whole black and white one. We oh. need to have a thing viewing party. Yeah, it's true. Because I, I, I know I can picture in my mind bits of the modern one, but like when when you say man dog face, that's drawing a blank. And like so. the most classic line from the movie that sums up everything that happens is, "You've got to be fucking kidding," <laughs> <laughs> which is what happens when they're burning and the a stars- body. It's and a head pulls itself off of the body and sprouts legs. And it and stars the, the Arbiter. Out. It does have it the Arbiter. It stars the Arbiter and Kurt Russell next to each other. The Arbiter Fighting and off the flood. Dude. More or less, actually, now that you mention it, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, oh, dear. Okay. And it's got Wilford Brimley. And it How does have Wilford Brimley as well. How can you go wrong with Wilford Brimley? So, so, right where the game picks off, 
is where the movie ends because the movie ends with the the american base falling to shit which is why you uh roll up on it with your guys and you're like a rescue team Mm-hmm. coming in to respond to you know why haven't they checked in mm-hmm. and we won't say anything more about the ending than that because there are people in the room actually who haven't seen the movie <laughs> well certain parts of the ending are kind of spoiled anyways just through the course of the game yeah but um like i already know there's a ufo yes so. right <clears throat> so the, that actually the ufo you find in the first part is actually the one that the thing is building in the movie mm-hmm. out of like parts from the helicopter and stuff like they find that in the movie and they're like what he's trying to build a ship home so and actually it's someone that they thought was human that was Mm -hmm. building this ufo out of parts of the helicopter that's broken outside totally weird well um well you gotta get back home somehow well i was gonna say he's actually not trying to get back home he's trying to get frozen again oh because he's a danger to himself and no because because it's afraid that they're going to destroy it yeah, and it can freeze, and it can survive being frozen and thawed, frozen and thawed. So, what were you about to say, Tyler? I was going to say when I rolled up to the UFO, you know, we're playing sort, you know, an older generation game. You know, the the, the polygons were so bad. I was like, man, <laughs> what could this be? <laughs> I know. You can tell it's a UFO. You I sort of can, and, especially and after they say it. I was it, like, but... maybe it's a UFO, and then I heard the thing, and I was like, okay, it's a UFO. But I was, you know, <laughs> at that point, I was thinking, like in my mind, I was like, they could literally tell me it's anything, and I'd be like, oh, okay. Suspension of disbelief. So, yeah, so, so this game starts up, and you're a team coming in to respond to why the American base hasn't. So you roll yeah. up, everything's on fire, burned to the ground. And you're Blake. <laughs> and you're Blake. <laughs> and you're, for some reason, you're the only guy who is completely like, unfazed by anything Unfa- psychological dude right. in my opinion this guy's walking around popping pills the whole time dude. <laughs> he's just popping downers yeah he just he just does not get phased like it doesn't yep. matter how much blood everyone else can be losing their shit and he's just mm-hmm. like whatever it's like day. he works on a cod, yeah. cod fishing boat or something <laughs> so so uh so yeah so you roll into the base and immediately right off the bat you have to get inside because cold mm-hmm. is a factor in this game Though they do give you a pretty long timer, and they do it a good job long. with the levels as far as like putting little shacks or like even yeah. like metal outcroppings that you can jump into, and mm-hmm. and it, it only affects. That's another thing. Like whereas psychology affects your guys and doesn't affect you, cold only affects you and doesn't. Yeah, affect and you. I, I actually, noticed that. I noticed that because like I would walk in and there'd be a couple guys standing, still standing outside, and I was like, huh, I wonder if I stand here if they'll freeze to death. No. If they're <laughs> if they're with you, like mm-hmm. if you have them following and you go inside, I think it counts as having them inside. But if you tell right. them to wait outside in the yes, cold, that is true. Then they can freeze. To uh, right, but as long as you, you, their meter is based off yours <laughs> yes. as well. So as long as you're getting warm, they're getting warm. Um, <laughs> Unless you tell them to wait outside. So uh, yeah, right off the bat, the first thing we I'm sure you all noticed is that the controls in this game are pretty hard to get used to. Yeah, well, they're different. I, it was really funny because I'm like, man, these controls are so messed up. And then I was like. Oh yeah, this is back in the era where everybody reinvented control schemes every time they made a new game. You know, because mm-hmm. no one had really figured, had decided that they'd figured something workable out. Because this isn't like yeah. a true third-person shooter. No, it, you're not actually aiming your gun. It pretty much no. aims itself. Right. Um, the only time you aim it is like to blow up a box or something. Well, nobody really, nobody really caught on to the whole dual stick thing until Halo. I mean, like they did before, yes, but like Halo was the one that submitted it to everybody that like, yes, this is the optimal way to do this. So right. I think that these guys, when they designed this game, were probably still thinking, well, we have to come up with some kind of alternate control scheme that only uses the same stick to look and shoot. And then, like, you have to hold the modifier to zoom in. So if you want to actually shoot, shoot from first person Which becomes problematic in the later part of the game I, where you have I to think, use a sniper rifle. I think mm. they were thinking survival horror probably when they were doing the yeah, controls. Yeah, where you have to stop to shoot. 
Although in this one you don't, and the and I, what, for me I actually put the aiming arc on easy because that doesn't mm-hmm. affect how much health you have or anything. It just affects the aiming arc. Mm. And I, I put it on to, easy too. I just wanted to make it wide, just because I've yeah. beaten the game twice. I so. just give guns to the AI people. Basically, they I, don't miss I never. Ever. Yeah, I basically yeah. never yeah. shoot. I always keep like. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So okay, yeah. So we load up. We drop in. You're with your two guys, and they introduce you. Like the first whole level or two is basically like a huge tutorial. Yeah. Like even is. though it's not like as like with well laid text. out and thought out as tutorials are these days, like the fact that it never tells you like this is ammo, this is where you get ammo. You just have mm-hmm. to walked up to it and figured out that you need to spam it to fill up on ammo. Yeah. I actually didn't do that the first time. Had to restart because my guys didn't have enough ammo to kill things. No, <laughs> I remember seeing that. So uh, you <laughs> died in the snow. Yeah, over and over <laughs> until I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna restart." Wow. Yeah, uh, one thing this game did early on that really impressed me was I like squad mechanic games, giving people orders. Yeah. And even though it's like clunky as hell, like giving people orders in this is so cool. Like the way you have specialty units, like an engineer, mm-hmm. a medic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that games did that as far as back as the thing was. So that is back in the old days. Yeah. Two thousand three. Because is when when this Two. game come out? Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know about the squad combat thing back then. If I had played this game back then, I'm sure it would have seemed really innovative. Well, the squad combat combined with the psychology thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the first that time to I, me, it hasn't happened to me yet in the mm-hmm. thing. But the first time I played a game and had a guy kill himself in front of me, I was like, "What?" What's that is happening? when I turned the game off the first time I played it and returned it to Blockbuster. <laughs> so, yeah, so right off the bat, the first level is really easy. You're just walking through the American base, kind of finding out what happens. You find uh, the UFO. And you still mm-hmm. don't know what that's about. And then you find uh, you find the fucked up weird monster in the one room. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest thing that you find, well, biggest if you've seen the movie, is you find that audio recording. Did you find that? Mm-hmm. So yeah, R.J. McCurry. That, yeah. That's actually Kurt Russell's character in the movie. He, but that's, not uh, Kurt Russell's voice. Right. No. No, it's not. But in the movie, that that's more verbatim like what Kurt Russell says on the tape at one point in the movie. Yeah. When everything's going really bad. And like they've nobody uh-huh. slept because at that point they're freaking out. Like who's the thing? Mm-hmm. So uh, that first part's really simple. You know, it's just kind of closure on what happened at the American base because the, the the way the movie ends is kind of open ended. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you know, you set the explosives, you blow it up, and then you find out that your team at the Norwegian base it hasn't, hasn't been checked of. in. Yeah. And in the movie, the Norwegian base is what leads up to the American base being attacked. Yeah, the way the... I mean, we can say how the first movie starts. Yeah, the first movie starts with a dog and a like a Norwegian guy chasing a dog. In a helicopter. Yeah, and so then he's trying to kill the dog and they can't understand what he's saying and he's waving a gun so they kill him. And the thing is in the dog. Well, right. yeah, the, they're chasing in a helicopter. They land to try to shoot the dog. One of the guys tries to throw a grenade and drops it in the ice and can't dig it out and it blows him in the helicopter up. Mm-hmm. And then one of the people on the thing shoot the Norwegian with the gun because he accidentally nailed somebody in the leg. Yeah, because he's so desperately trying to kill the dog before it reaches them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so you never, you know, in the movie, you never really know what happened to the Norwegian base. Well, mm. I mean, you no, kind of do. They, well, they go, okay, so they go to the Norwegian base. But the, I mean, without revealing too much, they know that they found something there. Yes, and so. That's mm-hmm. kind of where the game starts. You actually, mm-hmm. you never really get a look at it like you do in the. I mean, you know, the game straight up takes you through the Norwegian base, mm-hmm. which is uh, where the second level starts, and you're finding the team. Which is really, if you were smart enough, when you ended the first level, after you planted the explosives, you should have taken the guns and everything from your. I team. actually, I actually did that. Like, I took all their, I took all their mm-hmm. guns. But the only reason why I did it is because I read that in a fact. 
like right at the like I don't usually play games with the fac open, but like I wanted to get through this first section and I c- couldn't figure out some of the controls. So you may well need it. to use a fac in this game because it is mm-hmm. extremely obtuse in parts. Right. Well, that I couldn't figure out like kind of what I was supposed to do at some point, and I was like, I don't have, I don't really have time to like figure this all out on my own. So I went straight to the fac, <laughs> and uh, and it was like, take all the guys' guns because you're going to be alone as soon as it starts out. And I'm like, okay. And so I took all their guns, guns and they totally back. didn't trust me anymore. No, they don't. They uh, I, one guy actually, I t- I took it from him. And gave it back to him on accident, and then I tried to take it again, and it was like, "You can't do this because he doesn't trust you enough." And I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> so if they don't trust you enough, you can't even take the gun from him in the first place. Which makes sense, you yeah. know. I tried it first. I wanted to see if I could just give a guy ammo without giving him a gun to see if that would raise his trust. Mm-hmm. Like I could just be like, "Hold on to these clips, have some importance," <laughs> but that does not work. So they have to have a gun. Um, with teammates, so far, I found I generally like to give like one guy a machine gun. Mm-hmm. One guy a flamethrower. Like, I never used the flamethrower myself. I oh, really? Much, How come? Because uh, as soon as I got... Well, just because the flamethrower doesn't do the auto lock like everything no, else does. Yeah. And so I just find that generally they're a much better shot with it than mm-hmm. I am. Um, gotcha, gotcha. What do you do at all during combat situations if you're typically not firing or anything? Well, I, I use a machine gun because that locks on. Oh, yeah, okay. and the big guys you have to just get down to red and then somebody just needs to flame them. And they're exactly, dead. so I get them down to red for that mm-hmm. dude. Right. Or now, I in the game, as far as we've played, I use the shotgun pretty much exclusively. I actually, one thing I like to do is take the blowtorch and mm-hmm. set up a firewall so that they don't cross it. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, then, I saw in the hint text that you yeah. can do that. That's yeah, and then my, my guys will do what needs to be done. Right. So, <laughs> getting up to level two, Sathalan, I think that's how you say it, mm-hmm. says... Uh, that uh, to me it feels like a PS1 title. Not that's a bad thing. When I first popped in the game after having used Scotch tape trick to get it to work on my PS2, what's that? Scotch, tape, Scotch trick? tape trick? I don't know what that is. Is that when you weigh it down or something? As well as having to huh. clear 2,319 megabytes of space on my memory card. What? Weird. K. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What memory <laughs> card? Are memory have? cards I'm not familiar with. <laughs> um, he said instantly he had no interest party. in the game. Because the game does look kind of bad when they show like faces, like third because they look like away, marionettes it looks, it looks with good. eyes nailed. To it them. doesn't actually look bad when you're seeing like the environment drawn from far away, but up close, anytime they show faces, like people talking, you're like, oh. Well, to me, yeah. it's not even the models; it's just the animation is so stiff or non-existent. It's or... game animation. That's all it used to be, you know. Yeah, they talk like wooden puppets. It's like they've got someone's hand up their ass. <laughs> or, 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 also, I like speaking like when you're in first person shooting, like, oh, dude. Yeah, he he does say though that he's very glad. That he, uh, excuse me, that he played through to the end of uh, the first level and kept going, because he said in level two is when you start to f- by yourself and you meet the engineer whom you have to give a gun to and the medic, and they stay with you for a long while. I calmed these guys down, healed them, gave them guns and ammo. The way they talked and reacted made it seem as if these guys had my back. That's true. Although sometimes <laughs> they do say like the ridic- most ridiculous things. Like we're all gonna die here. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think. But that, that's like, not till you get to that one engineer guy. Like this, this first group that you run into turn out to be infected. Oh yeah, both of them. Yeah, both. Well, of them but do. they freak out still. Like they still mm-hmm. go crazy. They act human until they turn. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. of them is paranoid against you. Yeah. Well, and also if you walk into rooms with like seriously eviscerated corpses, yeah. they'll. Not only will they barf, but you'll go to the status screen and they're like shaking like they're about mm-hmm. to freak out. So you need to run out of that room as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. See, that's what he said. That's actually what he commented. He said that uh, it freaked him out when they both failed the test because he said he actually cared about these characters, well-beings, 
and was a little invested in them and then it turned out they were what i was supposed to be weary of mm-hmm. and what i was supposed to be killing i thought they had my back when in reality they wanted to rip my spine out of my asshole <laughs> yeah, that's so. actually not the way it works like people don't necessarily know that they're infected mm-hmm. oh, i don't know i kind of never was sure watching the it movie. it does explain during the movie to a degree that they don't necessarily know that they're infected until mm. a certain point Mm. And even then, they might still have some of their conscious thought left. Like, it's not all thing. Because mm. um, the way it works is you get infected and it slowly... Uh, they, the thing cells take over your cells. So, mm. like, it's still you up to a point. I don't but you're still a part of, like, all. a hive mind sort of thing? Yes. It's survival is the biggest thing. All Survival and spreading. I mean, I can't... I can't give examples of how it works without spoiling big Yeah, I guess in the movie, <laughs> I always just thought everyone was just playing along. Like, there's Anybody a point that was the thing was just playing along. Where in someone movie. in particular that you think is, is totally legit and does things that seem like they're conducive to the group being safe is revealed to be the thing. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. I guess I, I guess I always just thought that, that it was, like, pretty instant. But it was it's a little hard to tell in the movie when, you haven't, when you've only seen, mm-hmm. like, once. And oh, I've seen that movie so many that's times. That's what I mean. Um, so anyway, you get, you get to level two, and you find you, first you find the the one uh, is it the engineer you find first. Yeah, the, the yeah, black he's guy. Like, and yeah. he's like wounded. Yeah, and doesn't trust you. Right. So even after you heal him, he won't do anything for you until you give him a gun. Um, what do you right. guys, What do you guys think about like the trust mechanic and stuff? Like, I mean, I, I'm wondering how that holds up these days. Because back when I played in like 2002, when it's, I played, I was like, that is mind-blowingly cool i think it's really interesting and it's cool at times but there are other times where you'll just get into this feedback loop where you will be totally fucked like there Mm. was a point where from my save there was nothing i could do to keep an engineer from from dying or killing himself and i needed that engineer because Mm. there are times where you need your teammate like where you can't yeah go but if alone. he if he dies it ends the level if he, well, if, he's if he dies yeah you it ends the game but it would just keep doing that like it would keep killing me or ending the game because he kept dying mm. yeah that sucks that, that got frustrating <laughs> that, that's so, the kind like, of thing that you that would have to you would have to have really good level designers to make sure that didn't happen yeah so like there was a point where i was with an engineer mm-hmm. and he was freaking out and uh and so the only thing I could do, like I, I think that I tried to heal them, but it didn't do anything. And you can, you can take their guns away from them, which makes them less not trust you, but it keeps them from killing themselves. And then you have the adrenaline shots, which you can pump yeah. them with. But. I didn't have any adrenaline, and uh, he didn't have a gun, so oh, he was wow. freaking out. And I, so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to give him a gun, and that'll <laughs> calm him down. No, nope. and, and no, like <laughs> he got calm and said thank you, and then put it to his head and blew his brains out. <laughs> 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 and that is when it. I calmly put the controller down and turned off the Xbox. <laughs> this was years ago. Right. You gave him a peaceful end. <laughs> yeah, he was happy for that. His peaceful end so, fucked up my zen. So let me ask at this point, like when you're like doing this first part and you're finally actually fighting little thinglings and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, thinglings. Uh, do you are, do you any guys actually find this game scary? My like thingling. I feel like calling it a survival horror, it's not like really scary. No, it's not. <laughs> It's more it, of it, a. It's definitely yeah. more action than it is horror. I'm still in territory that I'm familiar with, where I've played it before. I think it mm-hmm. does create some tension. Yeah. Um, it does. And like the and back to your other question is the the trust mechanic. I find it <clears throat> awkward to implement 
just because like the menus and giving stuff to people and, and everything is awkward. Yeah, yeah. But I really like the idea of it. I'm curious to see how it plays out further in the game because if it's just the kind of thing where all I have to do is keep handing somebody ammo, then it's not really much of a mechanic. It's more just kind of an annoyance that's there to um, sort of make it feel like you have more involvement with the characters than mm-hmm. you actually do. There definitely does become points later on where you're like... Uh... Like, I think, where you're like, I really should take this guy's gun away because I'm almost positive. Mm-hmm. He's the th- Although, not that they've really made, like, that big of a downside of taking guns. Because even if they change, the gun just drops on the ground with the mm-hmm. ammo. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know that fear becomes much more of a tangible thing. Even in the section we played, but later on, there's definitely rooms that you, like, have to go through. Mm-hmm. That they will freak the fuck out in, no matter what. Mm. So you, like, have to... Uh, like, if they're really bad, you have to, like, shoot them all up with shots and be like, all right, we're going through it, guys, now that you're all... For some reason, adrenaline apparently just makes you not afraid of blood and gore. Like, I can understand adrenaline doing a lot of things, but making you all of a sudden be like, nah, seen it. That almost seems like it would make it worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd just be on your edge. Ah. Or they just walk through the room, look at a corpse, and, like, grab their chest and fall over. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it, can you... Do you know if someone can die of fright in this game? Of fright? No, I think they just kill themselves, like... They, it's always killing yourself. Yeah, they, they, there's. It seems to me like there's only two mechanics. There's freaking out and trust. Mm-hmm. That's basically the two big ones. Well, they could also turn on you. Like if they don't, if they're freaked out and don't trust you, then they can, they will shoot you. Right. So far, I haven't really seen much of a, like even my experience with it. Like, like while it does do really cool things with trust and it does do really cool things with uh, fear. One thing it never really did a great job with is like making the classes actually feel like special in any way, except mm-hmm. that only Guy X can do electrical boxes. Mm-hmm. It isn't like Guy X also has like an increased specialty with this gun. It seems like soldiers might as well not even exist. Yeah, like that's, that, everyone that's the point is a I was crack getting fucking to, shot. Is that the yeah. soldiers are like the most worthless classes because it's not like they can carry more ammo. Right. It's not like there's a gun that only they can use. Having right. medics around is nice. Having medics around is awesome. Yeah. I mean, they heal like you if you so much as get scratched, which is yeah, good because it's super useful. The menu systems on this are super clunky as well. Yeah, like when you're like, like getting hurt and you're like, oh god, make it to a medical pack, <laughs> and it's the same button to use it on yourself as it is to use it on a guy. So if you're even facing a guy, it'll use it on him instead of you. And I thought it was really weird too. Like I would see a guy who would have a symbol over his head, like he was hurt, and I'd go over, oh, well, I need to help you. And then like I look, but I'd look in my menu, and he'd have full health. So I was Did like, "Do you have full oh. health or full trust?" Full health. His red bar was full. I frequently mm. confuse those two things. Yeah, in no, this game. Well, no, the the Me trust too. one is pretty clearly marked because you know it's a it's a gradiated line or whatever that turns green when they're fully trust when they're fully trusted. You seemed but, like you had some trouble with the health packs too, Tyler. When I yeah, said that you uh, were not in your head. Uh-huh. Well, actually, I had the reverse problem that you had. I had full health, and I was trying to give health to my teammate, and ran up to him and gave it to myself instead of giving it to him. And I it seems like, like oh, it would have been so much better yeah. if you could have like given health the way you give ammo, yeah. where it's just you do it through a menu mm-hmm. system, yeah. where it pauses it, and you don't actually have to walk up to him and do it. Right. Like there are so many things that this game did that were really cool mm-hmm. ideas, but executed really poorly. Like yeah. Uh, I do like having to use flamethrowers to put out fire. Like that's a cool idea, but having you mean to fire sit there extinguishers. And, yeah, sorry. Fire <laughs> that would be weird. Fire, fire, fire. Having to like squirrel to a fire extinguisher, not to mention making sure you have one in your inventory, that's kind of a pain. In the yeah. yeah, and the fact that like items are left and right, and then amp- guns are like up and down, it just I I get confused switching all that. Mm. I do like as unrealistic as it is that you can just take away weapons and ammo by hitting the Y button is, instead of having to walk up and take it. 
Yeah. So, like, in case shit is about to go wrong or you think that it is, you just, like, go to the menu and take their stuff away before you issue your blood test. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But why can't, at the same time, that's where it gets, like, confusing because you can't do that with med packs. You can't just go to the menu and magically give them to them from any distance. Weird. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Or yeah. Consistencies. Yeah. And, like, is I haven't discovered, is there any point to flares in the game? They like, light on? They light the room up. Yeah, but once you get a flashlight, it's like, is, I just they give the off flashlight heat? the whole time. I don't know. Oh, maybe that's what they do. You can do. throw them. Yeah, but maybe Arthur's right. Maybe it's a portable heat source. I mean, I don't know be. if they give off heat. But because I, I even have more than one flashlight, and I don't understand why I have more than one flashlight. I think you can give them to people. Maybe. I don't under, I don't know how. Like you can't you can't give items to people. You can oh. only give weapons. Like there's no. I looked for that because I was like, man, that this grenade box is still full. I want to see if I can give this guy some grenades. But you can't give people oh items. Oh god, that'd be such a bad idea. Yeah, cause <laughs> actually, Red Herb writes and he says this game has one of the worst grenade throws I've ever seen in a game. <laughs> Facing a door or even aiming through the door, reasonable distance from the door. Okay, fire grenade goes straight up into the right, bounces off a wall and lands on my feet. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's true. I mean, it kind of just like. It looks like your guy kind of just like rolls it out of his hand. In front Whenever of him. I'm going to throw a grenade, wow. I always like back up, tell my guys to stay put, and then go forward and do it. Because otherwise, <laughs> they will invariably run into the grenade. Right. I, I killed one of my guys with a flamethrower by accident. By accident? Yep. I think I killed myself with the flamethrower by accident. I heard like myself with a flamethrower. Something on fire and walked into it or yeah. something? <laughs> <laughs> Stood in my own puddle of fire. <laughs> Yeah, this uh, the the controls in this game and the weapon controls are definitely awkward. I did notice that, like, I like Arthur said before, you know, it, why even shoot when I can just give all the ammo to my teammates and let them just kill yeah. everything because they have a hundred percent perfect aim. So just let them do it. I mean, not like your aim is bad. You just tend to use a few more bullets than they do. Really, I felt like they used more bullets. Like. I gave one guy a pistol, and I swear to God, like he would fire an entire clip into one of those little crawler guys. And like, like yeah, and well, I don't think the, at all. I don't yeah. think the pistols do do too much damage though. The pistols mm-hmm. can still kill him in like three shots. Uh, like whenever I give him machine guns, they're just like murder machines. Because for a while, I used a pistol because I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I'll give my guys really good guns, and then I'll just be here just in case with the pistol. The, mm-hmm. Man, those little guys in particular, I feel like the thing is a game that could have done with much less enemies and much less action. Like, if they would have just focused on making it tense. Like, I, I wish those little little guys weren't even in the game because it just kind of... They're a roadblock, really, rather yeah, than, like, an... Mm. It deflates everything. Like I the, feel like the, they... It's so sloppy when you fight them. Like, technically, I don't know that they we were at the point in 2002 where they could have really pulled that off, though. True. Like, yeah, a lot know, of people but, then would have said, like, man, there's nothing to fight. They gave me these guns and I didn't get to kill anything. Well, like, and it, it works in Resident Evil because it's always... It was always in closed spaces, whereas right. this is for, like more about exploring a large area. Well, I mean, the PS2 also saw that one like photo game, right, where you would just go around and like photo ghosts. So you, you really don't. Oh, Fatal Frame. Yeah, so, I mean, stuff like oh, yeah. you know, I don't know. Like, there's other ways to. That was Japanese. Yeah, true, but uh, but but I mean, what? But obviously, the reason to play the game is the whole trust mechanic with your squad makes. I mean, I think that's really really cool. I'm surprised that. I haven't seen you know we you don't see many other games using stuff like yeah. that today. Well, the only other the only other kind of uh, team influencing stuff that you see are like in RPGs and Bioware RPGs. You know, you don't. It's not yeah. a mechanic that I really see in any other game. Right. And those I'm aren't... surprised that it can't. I'm I'm surprised you know that this game came out so long ago in terms of game years and has all of this all of this stuff in mm-hmm. it that like I that I think of as like a, a recent modern invention. You know. 
Um, and well, and Bioware stuff is always like so gradual, whereas this is very immediate. Like the results is. of your con- the consequences of your actions are generally pre- felt mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Yeah, which in some ways almost feels more realistic because it's like if there's a guy in my squad and I'm like, "Hey man, give me your gun." It's like if the, if you don't trust them with the gun and like you take it away, like right then that guy's gonna be like, "Fuck you." Yeah, exactly, and especially in a situation where potentially anybody could be. Yeah. Uh, enemy. So going with that, so where we last left off, we have our two guys now, mm-hmm. and we're rolling with them, and you end up meeting up with the soldier named Pierce, mm-hmm. and Pierce is like, "Fuck you guys, you ain't coming near me." <laughs> I don't well, trust anybody. That, you actually mm-hmm. find the uh, the room with the ice block, as it's yeah. put, which is where in the first movie they found the thing to begin. They found with. the thing to begin with, like they cut it out of the ice and brought it there and thawed it out. Um. But uh. So yeah, wow, I, don't, I don't even know what room that was. It's where you find the medic. You find him in a little yeah, room. Yeah, he's like hiding. A oh, it looks like an ice bathtub. Ice bathtub. Oh, okay. I and saw so the that's, ice bathtub. And that's where yeah. they originally dug out the thing during their... I thought the Norwegians dug out. Yeah, that's, they well, did. That's, at this point, you were at the Norwegian base. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, I'm yeah. Sorry. So, that was the Norwegians. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. So, you get your two guys. You roll over Pierce. He doesn't trust anyone. So, you have to get the blood tests. Funny thing about this is, like, I was like, all right, I know where those are. He says, over by the kennels. So Mm -hmm. I roll over there and I'm like, the door's locked. The door's locked. The door's locked. (laughs) And I didn't figure out that there was a fucking key in the room with right next to him for so long. It doesn't tell you that either. No, that was awful. Like this is the part where I went back to the fact because I'm like, I thought it would just be around the kennel somewhere. Like, where the fuck is this key? I wanted to around for twenty minutes. I went to the fact and it had like in that paragraph and like in all capital letters like, pick up the key next to Pierce or something like that. I just assumed that when he told me like get the fuck out of here get the test i didn't think i could actually hang out in the room i figured he'd freak the fuck out because well, he had know. a flamethrower generally when someone with a flamethrower says go do this you say okay sir right well and then I'll when right i back. and then when i came back because i read that in the fact i'm not sure how long it would have taken me to go back and like find that key but like i went back and he's <laughs> like he's like what did he say he's like so where's the where's the test what the hell is this shit <laughs> You know, like he got really aggravated with me for coming back without the blood. Please don't set me on fire, sir. I know. I'm like, I'm just getting a key. I'll be right back. Forgot some toilet paper. Don't mind me. And you know that again, that's that's just the kind of thing that, you know, that sort of find the key mechanic used to be considered good exploratory game design because it was the kind of challenge that people, that was the kind of challenge that game designers thought gamers wanted. And it's the kind of, and it's the kind of challenge that gamers of that day probably thought they wanted to. I mean, I can imagine a review back in 2003 <clears throat> or 2002 if this game had been like, and the key's right there on right there on the table. I can imagine somebody going, and the game told me where to find everything. I you couldn't think? stand it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that it feels was like kind such an adventure game holdover that gets thrown into this game. Yeah, but it's there. true that all yeah. other survival horror games, Silent Hill and stuff, yeah. It was like a revolutionary thing when they actually did where your guy would look in the direction of something mm. as opposed to just like, and even then you still ran along the wall to smashing X to see if there's something you can <laughs> pick up. So I guess I guess maybe in 2002 when I first played it, the reason I don't even remember this key thing being an issue is probably because I was still in the mindset of run along all walls, mash X yeah. to make sure I'm not missing item. Right. Which is like stuff now. It's like, yeah, it's like why would anybody in their right mind run along walls? trying to mash a button yeah and i, and I was i thought of that too because i i found myself running along every surface like just smashing on x hoping that i would pick up something and uh and it did remind me that that was a very common gameplay mechanic and it makes me think about the evolution of game design and, and wonder you know like what what is what's changed in the audience and what's changed in game development philosophy that 
that has resulted in doing things the way that we do it now where it's like you know in uncharted when you're finding the when you're finding guns they they glow and when you're finding the little hidden treasures they have sparkles that you're looking for so you have a sense of you still have the sense of i'm looking for something in this environment and i have to keep my eyes peeled in order to find it but there's a little flash there that's going to tell you where it is uncharted is much more interested in forcing you to figure out where you can climb yeah that's true too um but I I don't know. It's just it just I don't have any answer to this. It just made me wonder about like you know the changes and how these have evolved and why they've evolved. Well, even something wonder. as simple as like him mentioning in the in the cinema that like take this key, it's in the kennels over there. Yeah. Like something as simple as a line, like a throwaway line. Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> him giving you the key, even in yeah. the cinema, would have made so much more sense. Like, did you guys find the stun gun next to the computer? Yes. Yeah. No. It's uh, a yeah. When when you're when <laughs> you're next you're... to the computer, there's a really quick camera shot that shows you like coming up to the computer and I was like whoa what's that on top mm-hmm. of the boxes and by then I had finally figured out that I could shoot the boxes which I had to to get to that one I did uh, do that but I but I still haven't been have you been shooting all the boxes no okay I've been too scared to use the ammo no there, there's a stun gun on top like you see it it's on top yeah, of those yeah there's boxes. a little cut scene that shows it. that's the only way I, I saw it yeah I and like, so I shot the boxes and then the stun gun falls down to the counter and you have can you pick used it, off it? The counter. Not yet, but they. But when I picked it up, it sh- it's told me what it's used for. How yeah. how you can like stun a human if you think that they're that they might be infected. Yeah, and it, you it'll, can stun it'll them. incapacitate them, but when they come back, they won't trust you or something. Yeah, it said like you can incapacitate them to take their gun or something like that. Yeah. Oh, it's I mean, basically maybe if so you can to kill themselves. It'd be yeah, useful. you can incapacitate somebody instead of killing them. Is what it said. Huh, yeah. that's fucked up. Yeah, you know a, another thing I notice about this game that you really don't see very much anymore is the writing all the writing all all the verbiage that explains the game controls and everything it's really it's kind of like you know arthur said earlier it's really obtuse like (laughs) they do not explain the concepts in the most simplest of ways like they have very roundabout long-winded it's very pages and pages of text yeah Mm -hmm. it's not written well it's not concise it's not to the point then hit the left stick then do this and you're like what yeah, it's very it's very complicated and awkward. There's like they try to throw in occasional jokes here and there, and it's just like <laughs> one thing I do like is using the cameras and stuff to find codes, like yeah, that's key codes cool. and things that like that. Cool like mechanic. finding the generally the codes so far have been in fairly intuitive places. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that keeps up or not. I, I mean, have, it's nice that they don't expect you to remember it either. You yeah, just you just have to that see your it. Guy commits it to memory. Yeah, um, that's nice too. But yet there uh, are some modern games that don't do that shit. So yeah. you meet up with Pierce. You get the blood kits. You take the test. After this is and, after the and, kennel. Like, I did you have any problems going near the kennel? Yeah, there was. There's if you turn on your flashlight and you look, there's like a mangled dog body in one of the kennels. That's like dog thing. And you're and your guys freak the fuck out if they get close to it. Yeah. So you you have to like leave them out in the snow to go grab the gear that's in there. Or else I'm they still just wondering how shit. you could have kennels which looked like they had out which looked like they didn't have concrete walls all the way around it looked no. like it was destroyed yeah it looks no like but some no but that's what i'm down. saying it looked like an open air kennel in the antarctic yeah it, <laughs> it wasn't very well done in the movie they do the kennels they have are very much more like barns like with hay everywhere and mm. they they look hardy these mm. things looked well like <laughs> but anyway, really the, pixels my my thing about like the kennels area that was annoying is what you're we talking about before is it had a whole bunch of those little crawling thingies like everywhere I went. Thing I was like, beasties, God damn it. yeah, the thing beasties. They were just annoying. At least they're easier to kill, and the, I like I like the auto lock on in this game because otherwise the shooting would be really annoying if Off. I had to go into first person every time. Like as I was shooting, I was just like, man, a lot of 
people's heads are fucking walking around over here. <laughs> Assuming that's what they are, yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Literal stop, head like, they're heads. Uh, uh. Are they? They're heads with, like, finger feet that poke uh, okay. out of them, and, eye, like, their eyeballs poke out, like, on stalks. Yeah, head crabs. Um... <laughs> so, uh, see what I did there? I did. So, yeah, so you go back brilliant. to Pierce and then you take the test. And this is like one little quick homage to the movie is when you take the test, the line that he delivers is the same line that uh, Kurt Russell's character delivers uh, when he okay. tests himself yeah. in the movie. And mm-hmm. the test in the movie is different. Like, the Norwegian's apparently much more advanced than the American science, science <laughs> missile was. Because the way that they test it in the movie is they figure out that every little piece of an infected host is it has its own, like, Self-preservation. Yeah, survival instinct slash self-preservation. So they take Mm. blood samples from everybody. And they take this row, like this... copper wire. This roll of copper wire and and heat it up super high over a flamethrower and touch that copper wire into their blood sample. And they figure that if it's the thing, it'll get a reaction because it's still trying to survive. Whoa, cool. Um, And in the movie it does. Well, yeah, and then they go through a couple, like, and... It's all, and and I'm going to do yours next because it's like, well, that's obviously the guy that's infected. And like, as he's looking away and putting his, this needle or this wire into the thing, it like jumps the fuck out. (laughs) The blood. Yeah. But he also says, I'll show you what I already know. Cause he does his first in the movie too. Yeah. Just to prove to everyone. Mm. It's an extremely tense moment when they're doing these tests. Right. Not Um, so much so in the game. No, no. Well, I don't know. Actually, I think that. There is that sort of moment where you're like... Well, it was intense in the sense that you figured one of them wouldn't pass. But when they both turn... Well, yeah, the first one fails and you're like, oh shit, I guess all three of us Actually, are Actually, I on this guy. did not see that coming either. I did not see that coming at all. Like, uh, it made me wonder what would have happened if I had gone... Because it, it tells you, like, to use the test rarely. It makes you wonder what would have happened if I'd used it on one of the guys, like, right after I found the test. You I know? guess we could find out. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying, like, while we're still out in the snow. Right. What would happen if I just used it on somebody? Would they turn right then, you know? Mm, that's a good question. Because, yeah, because turning seems like... Instantaneous. It does seem instantaneous, but it also seems like it's triggered by, like, you have crossed plane degree XY on the map. Therefore, a guy will now lo- turn into thing if you mm. have not tested him mm-hmm. by now. Um, so, yeah, so you, you roll out with Pierce and... Uh, Onto the next level. Yeah, but this is, isn't that weird part so weird, right? It's and like then you, you immediately out, lose it. It loads, and then Pierce is gone. Right. And it's like, I guess we lost him in the storm. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what do you mean we lost him in the storm? It's like, do you guys have to hold hands or it's something? It's been 30 seconds. There are flares everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, he couldn't follow the blue lights like you were? <laughs> to be fair, I guess we didn't test Pierce. So maybe True. Pierce is the thing. So, uh, so yeah, then you're getting grenades thrown at you by your by your redneck friend <laughs> uh-huh. up in the tower. Yeah. Um, who for me I did test him. Where I saved Oh you did. Yeah. And he's fine. He was fine. Yeah, for me when I by the time I ended the the third level that we're now on, I had him at the end. By the time Arthur ended it, Arthur didn't have him anymore. <laughs> Arthur's guy lost it in a room and killed himself. I remember that. <laughs> remember he you couldn't you didn't have any shots and he was just like with his hands in his knees. Yes. And you were like, What do I do? I was like, I guess you just leave him and hope for the best. <laughs> like, I came back around after I was done doing stuff and I saw his Legs peeking from under some crates with a weird collision issue. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, well, I guess he didn't make it. This yeah. is a, this fucking asshole is actually the one that killed himself on me in that story I told, uh, and he killed himself right outside the building you meet him in. Mm-hmm. Like because really? some weird. stuff attacks, I think, when you go downstairs. And Not for some until reason, you get to the other building. I don't know. For some so, reason, it was near here. I, I do need a little bit of memory refresher. So you go up to the tower, you find him, 
and then you that's roll, where you find the grenades and some ammo and, and stuff. so you then you roll out to the medical building yeah that's what it is and, the, and then there's another guy in there right but when you get to that building first it's it's i went up and i and you you do the control box thing and a bunch of the little guys jump out of vents and then then like yeah then you get into that building and that's where the the there's like a pool table in there that's covered with blood and that's stuff like right that. this is the first time where you have to you find that one guy and he says he'll let you in the room yeah but only after you take care of the walkers right as he mm-hmm. calls them yep which is really cool that it actually had a mechanic where it bust down doors yeah like you learned that that's like totally scripted and that's how they open up new areas for you but at the time like enemies busting through doorways and stuff was Mm-hmm. Well, and the the weird thing, this is actually where I ended up dying three times, and I can't find a save point anywhere. It's uh, have you guys found one? Because I keep having to go back to the start of this level, and this is actually where I stopped playing. Like I don't I, think there's a save point I until you get the guy to open the room and let yeah, you okay. In. Yeah, See, I wasn't why. I wasn't able to finish because I couldn't get him to open the room. Because what happened is I found him once, and then you know I got the flamethrower. I killed uh, I killed all three walkers. And then, like, um, the guy, and then uh, he said, okay, I'll show you where it is. And then, like, we started, uh, and then I went, like, back out of the room, because he went out of the room. Like, he didn't go to that door where the communications room is. He went, like, outside. And so I went to follow him, and I was like, oh, what the hell? And then we got attacked, and I still had the flamer equipped, and I just hit the button without thinking it, and I killed him. And it's mission over if you kill him. It says, like, Williams is dead. And then the other time, I walked in there, and... uh, did it and the cutscene played and I so I went over to the kitchen to get the flame to get the flamethrower, but for some reason like I don't know if I went too far toward the back of the room where you come in where you kill the first walker or what, but by the time I turned around after I got the flamethrower, the walker was already on him and attacking him and killed him, and I went back to the start of the level again and then you guys came to pick me up. I was like, well, all right, fuck that. Oh, yeah. I actually, I actually <laughs> didn't have too much trouble with this at this point, only because it was like both of us had machine guns and we were just letting loose on them. And then I would, I got at least decent to the whole clunky mechanic. Again, I was using the blowtorch to create firewalls. That's mm-hmm. the other cool thing is it does tell you, you can make firewalls. It does like, tell you that. I thought guys. that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's a really cool mechanic too. That if explored in like a next in like a game today, like man, I think that could be re, you know utilized really. Like in an Aliens game? Uh, this game yeah, would but, never get made you know, today, In a though. game that controls well, yeah. actually. You know? <laughs> well, the, you can sort of do it in Far Cry if you set the right areas oh, on nice. fire. Or Yeah, but then the wind blows the wrong way and you are fucked. Yeah, that's um, kind of cool, though. But, and then there's, I was uh, thinking more like in a Geometry um, Wars type game. Like and it, and it, oh, that would be cool. And didn't it happen in... Uh, what was that ad- adventure game that was released last, last year... The one that the one that Nick covered in the silent or not silent alone in the dark uh, alone in the dark couldn't you do stuff like that in alone I in the dark I think there was some fire barrier stuff fire is a big deal in alone in the dark yeah. as well um I was curious if you guys had the same problem I did too uh fobwashed says I realized what fobwashed fobwashed is what it said yeah. <laughs> I realized a way into the second level that my guns reload a clip at a time instead of magically transferring bullets from my clip into the next I can appreciate this considering the type of conserve everything nature to the game but I constantly reload my guns after only using half a clip. It's a habit developed from playing every other yeah. FPS game now, and it's repeatedly biting me in the ass and also yep. draining my precious ammo. That's true. Oh, shit, yeah. that drains right. I've been doing that. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, it, oh, it you discards re- the ammo in it. You it reload by clip. Yeah, yeah whatever's Jesus. left in the clip, you just get rid of. You know what else I just realized just like talking to you guys? Since since I was taught by the cutscene that, that they do the test during the cutscenes, like I had mm-hmm. no idea that we could actually test 
your yeah at any given time. Uh, yeah. I thought it, that, that it tells meant... you that in one of those like long wordy text screens when you see, first oh, pick it up, God, it where so you have to hit the directional written. pad or whatever to scroll down to see the rest of it when you're used to just mashing A to go to the next part. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fonts huge and bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, the font was designed so that people could read it on like a standard it, it's, death television. It's just kind of, well, like Euro. on a standard death television, yeah. Euro, but I mean, like Euro the style. font itself, yeah, exactly. It's Euro style. That's the font. Yeah, I don't hate and that and font. it's a not it's not a very readable font in all capital yeah, letters. Yeah, that is not. So, so you get Pierce and you're and you kill the three things. Mm-hmm. Or not Pierce Williams. Oh, uh, right, right. The medic Williams. Williams. Yeah. You go into the comm room. You save. You exit. This is the end of like half of the level. And then you go to the next section of the level, which is its own section, which is basically just like a series of four rooms. See, that's what, and this part really threw me for a loop because I, I, I knew that uh, they kept implying that you needed to get to like the communication room. Yes. And, uh, but when you go into the room with all the ammo is when the things start attacking to begin with. And so I figured like, oh, I'll just go in here, grab the ammo. And then I shut the door behind me and I get to see them all cluttered in there. And so I started exploring the other rooms, and I'd always close the doors after me. I didn't know that this was like a part where you just have to hold out against X amount of waves to win. Yes. Neither did I. Oh, like, And wow. I definitely did it more than once because of this. Hmm. So, you uh, did you guys... I almost lost someone, too, in the really... Like, there's that one room that's just basically, like, covered in gore. And you can't take your guys in, basically. Because if you do the little timer... I think that's what that is, right? There's, like, a blue and white timer that if they're really losing their shit, you'll start, it'll start, like, a going from all blue to white 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 no oh, i thought that was like a reload timer oh i think I yeah think, that's what i thought no i think it's actually as if it goes all the way like white it means they lost it and they're gonna kill themselves huh. so it's like a warning like oh your guy's about to kill himself you better mm. get the fuck out of here this is where i uh i realized the fun trick of taking like going to the ammo boxes taking a bunch of ammo giving them full ammo then taking more than giving them full ammo then giving myself full ammo yeah mm-hmm. i just kept repeatedly running in that room yeah. doing that <laughs> like i was like when we leave here we are awful on all yeah ammo. and i mean that's when i got the, sh- <laughs> the shotgun and realized that you are essentially a fucking terminator with that thing nice where you just fire it from your hip or it's holding it out like a handgun all the time <laughs> where is the shotgun man i i got the ammo but i didn't get the gun it's on a table or something i don't i think oh. it's before here though isn't it no it in this i don't area? think so Okay. It's got to be in that area because I did the other area so many times I would have found it. (laughs) I would know where that fucking shotgun was. (laughs) Uh, You know, I think there actually is a save point if you go exploring outside of the uh, outside that area. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll find it before we do it next week. I'm sure. So the part that yeah, the part that confused me was like there's like that baby cut scene of like when you finally get through that really gory room and you engineer the power Mm -hmm. and it opens that door behind them. So I ran in there expecting like, oh, this is like, there's something in here I have to use. No, there's not. It's like the whole point of that engineering that door was like what? To let in more monsters. Yeah. So you can go into that room with the mattresses and stuff and then see a bunch of the purplish red thing beasts that are apparently stronger than the normal head crabs, as Matt put it. (laughs) Yeah. And so, uh, so you just had to kill like 8 million of those things, which sort of ruins the illusion of this being like a terse suspenseful thriller. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's especially right there because it's not like there's any real survival horror part to it in the sense that uh, you're not like conserving ammo or anything. You have boxes of infinite ammo. I was horrified that I had to survive that part, basically. Um, and yeah, so eventually the only way you know it ends 
is like I didn't know until that thing kicks open the door. Yeah, so you go back into one last room after you clear out the rest because at that point you're exasperated and don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And you close the door and all of a sudden you hear a banging. And it's one of the, the walkers that's beating down your door. And yeah, and he comes through. And then even after that, Arthur was like, okay, now what do I do? And I was like, that should have been like, you know, that was the ancient game mechanic where it's like, now the door is open for you to go through. Because they <laughs> broke it down. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so you go through there and level end. And that's where mm-hmm. we're supposed to play through. But then I had to play for another five minutes to find a fucking save point. Yeah. During which time both of my guys were killed. Well, Aww. during which time Williams turns randomly on yeah. you and turns out to be a thing. And then a bunch of other things swarm into the room at the same time. Like, that basically seems when, like when the, the transformations are timed, when you're being attacked by a bunch mm. of things, and that's when one of your team will Can, turn. So could you have tested Williams beforehand and found I, out? And... I Probably. seem to recall testing both of them earlier uh, and see, not I, having I, haven't, them I didn't test anyone, mm. so... I guess it's like it's always like it doesn't really seem to matter that much. So what? They turn, you just kill them. Big deal. Exactly. It always seems like it's in my best interest not to test them because so right. long as they're willing to wield a gun and shoot guys, it's right. like an extra barrel for me. Yeah, they right. never act like they're anything but human until they turn. I mean, right. it'd be worse if they actually like changed into the thing and like grew a weird thing arm but still fired their gun. Then they would actually be like a weird, difficult enemy. But mm-hmm. the fact that they always just get all like caveman beat you smash <laughs> right makes them quite easy in a lot of ways they mm-hmm. do do a lot of damage though well i mean in the movie like biting you or like scratching you was enough for right you that's what i'm fucked. saying but you know if, if they're like they they tend to use like parts of the dna they get you would expect them to like get like a thing arm to infect you and then use a gun still or something to like slow you down like the flood yeah it's just instead mm-hmm. it's, they don't do any of that but yeah so this first part now that we're playing since we'll talk about it since everyone had to play it uh you know you go you're chasing a, Nor- a Norwegian-looking guy, you guess, because he's in, like, civilian-looking clothing. And f- there's nothing else to do in the game but follow him. So you roll <laughs> up into those rooms, and the one where Williams changed is actually the one where Arthur lost his second guy. Yeah. Because the guy lost his shit, and Arthur had used his adrenaline shot earlier. On so, someone else that was losing their shit. Yeah, and that part's actually really obtuse, too, because you walk over into the roof of that other building... And you're like, what am I supposed to do here? You drop in, and then it never tells you beforehand that there are grates you can shoot holes through. So it's like you kind of just have to... That's another thing. Like You just have to make that connection with your mind. And then there are, like, there are explosive barrels down there that you can throw a grenade in and activate, but you would never know that. And mm. you do all that, and the only reason to do it, you open a chest, a gigantic chest, key, to another <laughs> door. It's like, it's like, again, it's, like it's just one of those things. It's like... This is such like a funny, silly old thing. I don't know. Um, it's quaint. <laughs> yeah. And so basically now we're all cut up because at that point you get the key. You enter the building. Mm-hmm. Still chasing the Norwegian guy. Yeah. But I saved and stopped. I saved and stopped as well. This is all. That's where you should have played up to. Cool. Um, so yeah, where are we going next week? We're going up through through level six. Cool. Which is uh, called level six is called unarmed and endangered. How does that make you feel? Unarmed. <laughs> Unarmed and in danger. <laughs> Ambivalent. So, yeah, so, uh, um, yeah, so I think level six ends when you enter an elevator. That's all I'll say. Well, that's interesting if you're actually unarmed because it's the kind of thing where so far in this game you kind of feel like nothing's really a threat because you can just hold down the X button. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, having X to shoot and stuff, I was like, what? You yeah. know what? Yeah. When I played this, I think when I played this originally, like, I was much less accustomed to the idea of, like, maximizing how long all of my ammo lasted. So, 
for me, it was always much more of an issue. Like I'd always run out of ammo or I'd be worried about running out of ammo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And so far in this game, I walk around with like full ammo almost all the time. Yeah. Yeah. How about, uh, how about L2 and R2 for strafing? Oh my God. I use use control type C, which means that the left stick moves me around like it would in a third person shooter and the right stick strafes. So yeah, I'm using the default uh, yeah. one too, which has the strafing on the shoulder buttons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, back in the day, Matt's right because you know there weren't very many games that had done the dual stick that much. This was like, I just looked in the instruction book, saw how I was supposed to do, and then immediately started. Doing it's it like legacy time. controls in a Halo game, is but what it looks this, like. This time I started it, and I was like, I don't even know if I can play this. Like, I was, <laughs> <laughs> if you had to aim, I couldn't play this. No. No. Yeah. But I, yeah, it was like when, it, when I started playing, it was so bad. I was like, man, I hope Arthur can make the PC one work. <laughs> I was like, maybe with the mouse, I it's just mouse. Unfortunately, yeah. so. But my guess, it's probably something even more fucked up on mouse. Like, move the mouse right and left to stray for something. <laughs> and this is just—I would just like to give a warning out to the listeners out there. Like, this is not passing judgment or anything like that. This is not admitting to anything. But if you acquired the PC version less than legitimately and tried to find a no CD crack or exe chances are you have a virus right now i don't know if i was the developer i'd be happier Mm. with people just playing my game still again chances are you have a virus right now because if you do a search on the internet for the thing cracked exe and virus you will come up with an awful lot of hits i would gladly purchase this game on pc over direct to drive or uh, steam but nobody has it so it's sort of a forgotten thing (laughs) i guess it was left behind um, so, uh, so yeah, for next week, play through it. level six. Um, cool. Which is an elevator. Yeah, and you will be unarmed probably before. And I think it ends right before you have to start fighting a new type of enemy that is not a thing. Um, so, Alrighty. Dead two oh nine. With uh, that being said, you should listen to our various other friends' podcast, which includes the Mobcast at bitmob.com, the Geekbox at geekbox.net. And you can watch the video show co-op at area5.tv or at revision3.com slash co-op. Or on Virgin Airlines if you're on Virgin Airlines. It's true. Um, I do, I've, and really, you should be flying Virgin because they are awesome and cheap. Well, yeah, they Super just only cheap. go so few places. Yeah, They um, go to the places you want to go. Like LA. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we love you. We'll see you guys next week. Ominous music. Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Or Florida. Or Florida. I will never live anywhere where there's a, cockro- a cockroach that will talk to me. No, when I was oh, in when boy. I was in Florida, we went we had to get a bunch of because it was I was there and the, the um so we were getting a bunch of her books out of the shed behind her dad's house and the boxes were just they had tons of no. cockroaches in them. But they weren't like no. the big fat ones, they were just like the normal cockroaches mm. like you see around here. Yeah.
mean, there are various breeds of cockroach in Florida, but they definitely have pissing cockroaches in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so, fucking thank you. <laughs> I don't know, but bugs don't tend to bother me too much. I mean, like, I, I don't like them crawling on me, obviously, but, like, I don't get totally freaked out around them. Bugs don't bother me. Uh, cockroaches specifically bother me. <laughs> yeah. La, 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 well, I think it's because they're invasive, you know, and aggressive. Is that a scientific way of saying icky? And they <laughs> yes. don't. And they don't generally give a shit that you're in the room with them. Correct. Yeah. Until you give them reason to. Yeah. And then they talk to you. <laughs> Tyler, could you speak? Hey, they also remind you of the post-apocalypse, the, the apocalypse to come, because they will be the only ones to well, survive. I'll be eating them. <laughs> we will all be eating them, yes. You know, they it. say that, but that's actually a myth. Ah, busted. The only yeah. reason that cockroaches would live through a nuclear blast is because they'd be underground, just all over the place. And the small population that'd be left would reproduce super quickly. That that myth, that myth grew out of um, because people, because I don't know if it was this actual scientific experiment or whatever, but you can put a cockroach in a microwave for a certain amount of time and it won't die. Immediately, anyways. But a microwave has nothing to do with a nuclear bomb. That's. But the thing is, is that, yeah, they just more likely live just like rats, just because they'd be mm-hmm. in deep places, dwellers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's not because they're particularly radiation hardy mm-hmm. or fire retardant, <laughs> right? Or so small that. Matt, they can just... you move your mic a little, a little more toward your legs? <sighs> I know. I know. And give me your dulcet tones. Games for Windows, the official magazine. <laughs> World exclusive. Company of heroes opposing fronts. Yeah. Tyler. That's better. Uh, yes. Uh, hello. There's <laughs> a factory in the mountains that we can see by looking into the future. Of. Okay. We're good. <laughs> we can do this. 